The following is a hoop ball presentation. Regulators, you regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too, but you can't be any geek off the street. Got to be handy with the steal if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators, mount up. It was a What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Ball In, Ball Out, the official hoop-ball.com Lakers podcast. Coming at you over the All-Star break in an odd twist. I'm Dan Vespers, joined, as always, by Dr. Eric Noble. Huge, huge Fergie fan of the moment. Huge, right huge Fergie fan. Eli Bauman, finally back in Los Angeles, semi-permanently. What's going on? I'm here. I'm here, and uh, let's go Fergalicious. And we have a very special guest on this episode. It is Lakers sideline reporter Mike Trudell, kind enough to give us time after the conclusion of a wildly competitive All-Star game. Mike, thanks for hopping on the, the show. I, I mean, this is like, it's nighttime, the kids are asleep, you should be relaxing right now. Uh, look, talking about basketball is relaxing, uh, guys. I will say I am, I am not a doctor, so it sounds like only one of the four <laughs> of us is a doctor. Eric, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, it may or may not be a real degree. Uh, I haven't told my patients yet. It was the University of Phoenix oh, okay. Online, which is the Phoenix Suns of online universities. Well, it's, it's kind of like how I'm, a, I'm officially a wedding officiant, uh, and I did a wedding. And by, to do that, it took me about four minutes to register online. Ah, so, yes. You're ordained. Which, which, uh, which church ordained you? Whichever one came up first in the Google search. <laughs> Well, we're going to pick your brain a little bit on Lakers stuff. We wanted to try to keep it uh, kind of lighthearted because, uh, I don't know, uh, Like, there's a lot of grinding about uh, the Lakers' season, the ups, the downs, the offseason, all the stuff with financial flexibility. But you're there with the team. You're, you're on the ground on the, on the day-to-day. Uh, so we thought we'd dig in a little <clears throat> bit on, on more of the, the player side of stuff. So, Eli, I know you got some, some fun ones off the top of your head. You want to get us going here? Oh, sure. Um well, okay. I guess my first question is kind of a broad one of which which Laker is your favorite guy, your favorite Laker you've kind of ever covered? And then on this team, who's your kind of go-to guy if you are trying to kind of ask a question and you need someone who's going to give you a good response? Um, like, who are your kind of go-to Lakers? So I'll, I'll take the first part first. I think that there are a couple of answers that anybody that's covered the Lakers for the last 10 years, and I guess I, I started in 2008, so right, I got there the fall before they won that title in Orlando in 2009. And the, so the guys you'll get most often, in, for good reason, are Lamar Odom and Pau Gasol, and mm. both guys are fantastic. I, I probably did a few more kind of deep, in-depth interviews with Lamar. Um, I did one. I did a couple with him where we played a mix of FIFA and uh, <laughs> NBA Jam on Xbox 360. We, we were on road trips. Who's your, who's your NBA Jam team? I need to know this. This is important. Yeah, well, look, look, fluctuating back and forth over the years. I mean, if I had to pick one, I think, like, my first instinct team is to take the Alonzo and LJ Hornets. Mm, uh, now, that's okay, not the yeah. best team, but that's just the team that I had that's the most a strong, fun with. That's a strong pick. We, we also yeah. read on the internet that you had to carry around Jordan Farmar's Xbox during road trips. Is that true or not? Uh, that's not quite true. What, what actually happened was Farmar and Luke Walton forgot their Xbox uh, during a, a playoff series in Oklahoma City. And so one of them, one of them took a, at the time, of course, there was no Uber. I was about to say Uber. One of them took a cab to Best <laughs> right. Buy. <laughs> and purchase an Xbox, and and then on the when we got off the plane, 
back in Los Angeles, uh, that one of them looked over at me and, and was like, Hey, do you want this? And, and cause I, cause I, I said, so I said, well, yes, because they, each of them had three at their house. So that's why I was gifted wow. an Xbox by Jordan Farmar. Um, but no, I, I was not his donkey, uh, carrying, <laughs> carrying around the, the Xbox. Cab to uh, Best so, Buy is, is such a place yeah. in time, uh, comment, like cabs, yeah, cabs exactly. and Best Buy are out of business. No, I think Best Buy yeah, still well, exists, right? Circuit yeah, no, they're, kind you know, they're, 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 they still exist. Shout out to them. I don't know if they're a sponsor of the podcast or <laughs> no, not. No, but we're, uh, we'd, I, love, I, we'd love it. That'd be a great so sponsorship. My, uh, yeah. I'll give you my actual answer to the question. I'd, I'd probably, since it's more more like on a personal level, yeah. and because there are other people that were tighter, you know, just as tight with Lamar or somebody else, um, Josh Powell was kind oh, of a guy. He was, yeah. uh, he's, he's kind of a, a deep dive there, but really good guy. We did a hip hop podcast uh, together my first couple of years back Fantastic. when uh, not as many people were doing podcasts called JPZ's Playlist, um, which uh, oh. I certainly enjoyed doing. And so that's my that's my answer, Josh. Can Paul. we find that podcast anywhere? Does it exist in like the corners of the dark web? It should be on. I mean, we it was definitely on Lakers.com, uh, and I, I never took it off. So I right, it, right. I, I'm, I'm guessing it survived somewhere. Uh, you could probably do a Google, a Google search and All find right, it. Um, it as for the this, I, I forgot the second part of the answer was today. Like, if there's a go-to player, I, I'd say that probably the guy that just got traded, uh, in addition to Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. is great. But there isn't anybody on this team that isn't good, and it might surprise you that my probably if I had to just pick one right now. Brandon Ingram is excellent. Uh, he's gotten a lot better from last year. He's really insightful. He'll, anything that you ask him, he'll actually think about and try to be thoughtful in his response. Uh, he's soft-spoken. No matter if they win or lose, he always is in relatively the same mood. Right. And, and he's, just a, he's just a really sharp, uh, kind of smart guy. And I also think a much better player than, than probably people realize nationally. The, the good, the, there are a lot of really smart Laker fans. And the Laker fans that, have, that actually watch the team play every game probably already know uh, how well Ingram has been playing this year. But I think nationally that that is yet to catch up with him. We, we, we love Ingram here on Ball In, Ball Out. And that was actually, I'm glad you brought him up. It, it seems like on every team there's kind of different cliques. It's pretty obvious Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle were a clique. It seems like Lonzo and Kuzma kind of uh, buddy up a lot. Who, who's Ingram hang out with? So this whole team is really close, and in fact, I, I you know, obviously I've, I've known that for a little while now because I'm around the team every day. But Channing Fry came in just last week, and we did an interview with him on one of the pregame shows. And I asked him just a general question to start: Hey, what are your impressions of this group? What do you think of these young guys? And he said, "Look, the, the the first thing that I notice is that they're incredibly tight. Uh, they're loose with each other. They have fun. They joke around, uh, and it's everybody. It's not just uh, like Lonzo and Kuzma. It's Ingram, Lonzo, and Kuzma. You know, they'll all right. kind of hang out together." And, you know, I think that if you want if you want to give credit to one person for that, it probably should go to Luke Walton, who is the kind of coach that just goes does everything he can to try to find a way to unite these guys and let them have fun. And um, so that's really been impressive to watch Luke start to build this culture. And, and I think all the young guys are buying into it. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to take this down any kind of negative path because I'm actually a huge Isaiah Thomas fan, but he's been kind of a lightning rod this year. It seems like only good things can come from kind of getting him out from under the the giant LeBron media machine in Cleveland. How is he fitting in with the Lakers so far? Well, it's been such a short time that it's it's hard to draw any real conclusions, and I think that these next 25 games will certainly provide a better window. What I would say about Isaiah, from a, from a personality standpoint, it's not as big of a deal as you might think, again, because he, like several of the other players in the team, are free agents. And he's not, right. you know, 
Polinka and Magic mentioned, sure. It, one of the things you can do with all the salary cap space is re-sign your own guys. And whether that's Randall, who you know might, might, people might favor if you were going to keep one of your guys, depending on uh, what free agents come or not, uh, he might be at the top of that list. And then you have to wait and see. what How does Isaiah Thomas look? What's the what's the market going to look like for something like that? How, same thing with Brook Lopez or KCP or any other free agent in the league. So uh, that, to me, is the is the from a fit standpoint in a, in a locker room culture, it doesn't matter as much for this year, all right, as, as it does, as it would long term if he's going to come back and if any of these other guys are going to come back. So yeah, a shorter way to say that is I'm more concerned about how the guys that we know are going to be here, so Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, right. Hart, you know, the, uh, potentially Randall, we'll see if, they, if that happens, if they resign him or not, that how those guys on and off the court to me is a paramount. But as for the player, here's the thing we have to remember. He had this this hip injury, and he didn't actually have the surgery. And yet he was out seven months or more because they were really trying to strengthen everything around it. And he just clearly doesn't have that same explosiveness that he had last year. Yeah. And that was the thing that separated him because he could get to the rim and finish. And I'm sure you guys are uh, well up on all the advanced stats. I mean, you can, you can go to NBA.com advanced stats and check out his percentages at the rim this year versus last year, and it's night and day. The jump shot is going to look close to the same. Like He can still get that off, even though he hasn't shot the ball well for the Lakers yet. Uh, it, he did in the first game, I should say, and then the, the, the next, uh, he barely played New Orleans and he struggled in Minnesota. But that stuff's going to be there. I just think you're not going to see the same player you saw in Boston because the hip just isn't quite the same. Right. And so one thing we've talked about kind of all season is like trying to take the long view of this team. And basically what you said is kind of what we've been preaching, which is like, let's focus on the guys we have as opposed to kind of thinking theoretically like who we might get or you know what kind of salary cap scenarios are going to play out in our favor because we just don't know with free agency i'm wondering with the guys who we know are kind of the core of this team um because obviously for the lakers it's kind of a championship or bust mentality usually but like which ones of these guys do you think could be like the first second or third banana on a championship team i mean do you think is Ingram like a second banana on a championship team? Is he someone that could be the best player on a championship team? Like, are, are there what are your kind of opinions seeing the team day in day out? Like where these guys could fit? And it's very important that any answer you give to this is in the in the form, form of a, a banana. Bananas. Yeah, banana and a number. <laughs> mm, uh, no promises. <laughs> okay, great. Plantains uh, are also acceptable. Meanwhile. I am getting a little more creeped out at Dan's eye that is staring at me oh. on the Skype page. <laughs> yeah, that, so. there's, a, there's a very short and not that interesting story about that eye. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is my eye. You're right about that. My, my Skype picture, by the way, for those that are listening in, is my eyeball. It was a picture taken of my eye in a freshman seminar I took at Cal in 2001. Well, it's yellow. It yeah, actually, just point out it's yellow. It's yeah. weird, right? Is it's it like so, a retinal scan? Like, what are you like Mission so, Impossibleing around the world? Let me see if world? I can find. So I can hopefully I can show the other guys over here what you're looking at. You're looking at that. What? I'm looking at your like little egg yeah, headshot. I also just broke one of the first rules of you know radio slash podcast is that of course people listening cannot see this, and <laughs> well, therefore the fact that we're talking about it probably isn't the greatest thing. Not, uh, but you know I'm sure, I'm sure you can put it up on Twitter or something. We're, and we're very check it out. It's we're creepy. very. We're very liberal about talking about how weird we all look. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. okay. kind of all we do talk about. Well, it's just uh, the eye. I'm, I'm sure you're a very looking individual, Dan. I'm just saying the eye is a little creepy. But, uh, so <laughs> well, I'm the, watching. Honestly, the answer... that's the best thing he has. Yeah, is the it's, eye. That's, I, it gets. Oh. It's all downhill from I'm a, there. So. I'm a disheveled. Okay. It's like the eye. So it's funny. The the thing about that eye and the the, the professor in the class thought it was really interesting because my eye kind of looks blue from like four feet away and green from a little farther than that, but up close. 
it's very much a yellow core with like little blue flecks around the outside. I actually, you guys might remember, you used to set pictures as computer desktops in like the early 2000s. And I made my eye my own desktop, but I found that it was making me dizzy on a daily basis. So now you guys yeah. all have to stare at it. So probably don't look directly <laughs> into my eye. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to yeah, experience I- vertigo. For the next like forty eight well, hours, <laughs> the word you're looking the word you're looking for is reptilian. That's, <laughs> it that's is what a little that perfect. Like. I perfect. am comfortable in a yeah. lot of different temperatures. It's funny you mentioned that. It's good. That's uh, good. Okay. Well, I'm glad I got to know that about you. Uh, you want me to answer the question now? <laughs> oh yeah, bananas. Tell us about bananas. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I so I, I mentioned I, the aforementioned Brandon Ingram, who you alluded to a, a couple minutes ago. I just I think that anybody that is that has concluded at this point that he's oh just another player and uh, yeah number two that basically anybody that watched the Lakers before the All Star break last year and hasn't watched since right. um, is is very much sleeping on how not just good but great yeah. of a player he could be and, and by great I mean you know multi time All Star now what I'm what I'm not sure about Ingram and, and I don't think you can be he's okay I shouldn't let me restate this LeBron Kevin Durant Steph Curry you know. Kyrie, even Kyrie, they came into the league and as rookies, I don't care if they were 18, 19, 20, as rookies were immediately uh, numbers, you know, impact, et cetera, guys, like the, the right. superstar level. Uh, Ingram, Ingram hasn't necessarily flashed that, you know, which is top five, six players in the league level, right? Uh, but, but, you know, on the other hand, there are some guys that are currently in that mix, and, you know, maybe it's a James Harden who took a couple of years and whether it was because they had other young guys around them and they didn't, you know, they didn't just come in and start gunning right away. So I'm, I'm not completely eliminating the, the chance that Ingram has to get to a superstar level, but right now he's more on that star track. And can you win a title with a star, a multi-time all-star as your best player? Sure. You just have to have other, you know, multi-time all-stars with you. And, and right, the other like model, the Pistons, of course, is yeah. to have the superstar, right? And then the, you know, if you want to get into your bananas analogies <laughs> and all that, <laughs> yeah, you know, you like the, the <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll save that for you guys. Uh, but but that to me is the first thing is that don't eliminate Ingram from, from reaching that. And the reason I say that is because he, it, he we, we all have seen the different, the, the wide variety of skills that he has. Uh, but what you don't see probably on the outside is that he is an incredible worker and I mean that in relation to other NBA players, all NBA players, with the exception of, of a handful, you know, maybe one or two guys a team are big time workers. Otherwise, they just simply would not have gotten to this level. And you can say that for, people may joke about the laziest guy. And, and sometimes like a guy like Nick Young going to get that rep. He still works a lot harder. He still works a lot harder than almost everybody else in the world that plays basketball. Right. It, it's just a uh, that's the, there's there's really something to that, at least in, from what I've seen. And Ingram is at the absolute upper echelon of that you know, in in that range of, you know, just below the maniacal Kobe where I haven't seen anybody else get to. Right. But he's he's wow. almost right there. And so really? that, to me, that shows me that he's you know, he's already as a 20 year old, he's already at 16, five and four, you know, in 30, 33 minutes or whatever, um, when he's still learning all of his different skill sets his three still coming around to a full extent you know his handles still like everything is still coming and he's already impacting games and getting wins so that's that's the long answer about ingram uh, to me and then i think you have a couple other guys that are right behind that and lonzo i still consider um, to have a ton of, of nba upside he's yeah. already been an effective player before he gets comfortable before he gets strong before his shot really comes around and and that's you know that's without even getting to some of the other players that have on the roster so that's that the good news for me in that context, is the Lakers have a, a, enough talent with this young core where they could just grow and eventually they'll be good enough to um, to compete. But you don't have to just sit with that. You can bring in a couple of max guys on top of them, and then once those guys, once that you know four year contract or f- potentially four or five year contract runs out, 
then you just you can fill in those maxes uh, if you want with a couple of your own guys that have been playing on cost controlled rookie deals. So, so that's that's the reason why the big picture for this team looks so good. Mike, you uh, you brought up Luke earlier and the fact that he just creates a great environment with the guys. Uh, something we've admired is just how hard the team seems to play night in and night out. You've had a really cool opportunity. You've been with the team since 0809. So you've been you've had a unique opportunity to be around Luke as a player and now to see him as a coach. Were there any one or two moments that stick out to you when he was a player when you were like, okay, this guy could be a coach? And then part two, any player on the team right now that you could see in the future being uh, similarly turning into a coach like Luke? For the first part of it, I'm, I'm not going to say that when I when I first came to the Lakers, my first thought was, oh, yeah, Luke Walton will definitely be the head coach in 10 years. You know what? I'm still the, here. The lizard the tattoos uh, didn't give that away. <laughs> well, it, it's look, it's got nothing with the tattoos. It was more that, like you just had given me an Xbox. You know, like I, I just wasn't <laughs> I just wasn't thinking of him in that context. But when you think back, when when you use the whole hindsight of 2020 part, then it's a little bit easier to think about because, uh, of course, you know, look, not only is he just really smart about basketball, and we knew that at the time, um, but he, he played the right way, right? He was always looking to pass the ball. That was yeah. his favorite skill to do. He always thought the game. There, there was a reason that he was able to be on the court, you know, with Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol and Phil Jackson trusted him. You know, Phil is a guy that obviously knows player. Phil, Phil trusted Steve Kerr, who to me is, is still, you know, not talked about as one of the best couple of coaches in the whole NBA. And, and I just think all of that being true, uh, it was it's natural now to think about Luke like this. And plus, look, guys, he, when we, when we were all growing up, you know, playing uh, playing video game basketball, Luke was probably watching his dad, uh, his Hall of Fame dad, play, and then talking about it afterwards when Larry Bird slept over at his dad's house. Like, so it's like, well, his, who among us hasn't just, had that experience? Yeah. Well, right. I mean, Randy exactly. Noble was not. The, We've uh, all slept at Larry Bird's house too, but it was just much weirder. Yeah. Well, we were uninvited. Well, so, you know what? There, there was a player that slept over at Dan's house once, and then they looked into his eye. And, 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 They're still in my house. Away. They haven't moved since. You never look yeah. straight into Medusa's eye. It's like the sunken place. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, yes, so that is all uh, That is all to say that it, it makes total sense now. And, and as for is there is there a head coach on this roster? I mean, the guy that I think thinks the game probably the best and has this advanced vision of things is Lonzo, but but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy. Like, I think he's going to be more of a star-level type player. And he's those too guys quiet, right? Coaching. You know, so it, it's got to be like a, a role-player type guy. That Same thing with Ingram. I think he's going to be too good of a player uh, to use those skills as a coach. So um, it, it'd have to be more of a role player. Um, you know, so, I mean, geez, I guess Josh Hart. How about that? We'll see. Maybe maybe Josh Hart is the next Ooh, great we coach love, in 20 years. We love Josh Hart over here. We do. Here. A lot of Josh Hart. We're, like, totally in the tank for Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma from, from, the, from the Summer League, actually, because we went to the Summer League this year. Um, there you go. So, wondering, so you travel with the team. I'm wondering what your kind of favorite NBA city uh, that you get to go to, and also the corollary to that is which NBA <clears throat> city do you know the Lakers are going to come out real sluggish the next day? <laughs> well, we live in for, LA. For, yes, other than yeah, where I mean, we live. The, the, so the second part of that answer is way too overused because there's barely there are barely any cities where, especially if you're an NBA player and you are athletic and good looking and known and like you can you can go out almost anywhere so it's right like, so you know, sometimes you go, oh they were oh there is the back to back they were in new orleans the night before or they were in miami or they were in new york or they were in chicago or they're la like there's too many cities now to use that as an excuse right for uh, right, yeah, you know, well, guys going out so well we know they're just yeah. all seeing hamilton in new york anyway so things are pretty <laughs> chill these days 
Yeah, uh, right. But but I'll so I'll, look, guys are going to go out once in a while to blow off steam, but it, but it's not as much as you might think during the season. Uh, it is a grind, and, and for the most part, you know these guys are uh, more focused probably on games than you think. That's not to say they don't go out sometimes, right? Uh, but it's not like they're going out and, and you know being irresponsible. At least not, look, literally in my time, I haven't really dealt much with that, and that's been ten years of traveling on the road um, with these guys. So as for cities, though. That I like the most. I mean, I'm biased. I'm from Minnesota, so I always love going to Minneapolis. So I'm still get to see a bunch of people there. I went to school in Chicago, so I love going to Chicago. That's probably to me the, the best setup with the hotel and where it's located and downtown. And uh, it, you know, of course, that changes a little if you're there in January or February, which we usually seem to be. Uh, but those would be my two quick answers uh, in, in my kind of my revealing my biases there. There, there was a rec- our recent road trip. We were on <clears throat> Dallas, and then there was a several day layoff. And we had New Orleans for the next game, and the team opted to stay in Dallas and not go to New Orleans for the Mardi Gras. Was was that a concerted effort on the team's part? Well, we so we got in on Fat Tuesday, and we needed a police escort to get to the team hotel. Oh my god! And and it was just it was com- complete chaos um, on the so I uh, made special effort to not leave the hotel. Um, so I, I cannot. Uh, I did not uh, revel in any of that. I watched. I think I watched League Pass that night. So it's, yes, that, that's boring. Stu Lance, Stu you, Lance does the partying. I, I imagine it's mostly Stu. Uh, I'm not even going to joke about that. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, here on Ball In Ball Out, we are mildly obsessed with Stu Lance. Uh, one of our favorites. Uh, one of our favorite Stu Lance moments was towards the end of a throwaway game. He uh, he mentioned <clears> that the the team should just hurry up because he had to go home and watch an ep- episode of SVU. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what's your favorite Stu Lance anecdote? Well, Stu is obsessed with Law and Order. Uh, there's no question. He's seen them all. He's seen. Uh, I don't even know how many different different variant uh, variations of the show there are. But <laughs> Stu can take you through each one, and he has an encyclopedic nature of it to the point where you know, he, he literally could practice law. Um, I think. Oh my goodness! Point. That's that's how many uh, that's episodes show. that Stu has watched. Yeah, so it's very <laughs> impressive. And look, my my kind of classic thing about Stu, and I, I said this uh, I said this actually earlier today. Um, but but it's it's for a like a video podcast in England, so I don't think anyone I don't think I'll get caught doing it twice. Uh, but <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll just repeat the story. But the thing, one thing that I think is pretty cool about Stu is that, so after games, uh, sometimes and, and it seems like more often after losses than wins, Luke Walden will come back to the like all the broadcasters sit in the back of the plane, and and so the players sit in the front, the coaches sit in the middle. Uh, there, there's another section for the trainers and. I mean, it's a pretty big staff now. You know, it's like 50 plus or 50-ish people. It's, it's expanded hmm. since I started. And, you know, a lot of times Luke, who the coaches are right in front of us in the back, but Luke will come back, sit next to Stu, and they'll just kind of talk sometimes about the, about the game, about basketball. And, I, of course, none of us ever were very careful not to eavesdrop, and I'm always kind of – but I'm always sitting there wondering, like, man, I wonder what kind of knowledge Stu is dropping on Luke and, and vice versa. You know, there's certain things probably in the team that Luke will um, can confide in Stu about. Neither one of them would speak about it, and so we won't – I won't even speculate, but it's just that I think that's kind of cool is that you have Stu, who's this connection to the Lakers' past. He's the, he's the one that's seen – everybody play in person for years you know going uh, way back to some of the guys he played against uh, like jerry west and on and on through kareem and through Shaq and kobe and you know on and through today's players so that that part of it to me is cool is that he's this link uh, for all of this lakers history uh, that he can kind of impart on the rest of us and and we all revel uh, in being around Stu and love uh, love being around Stu, and, and it's just a very i'm very fortunate to be able to uh, to hear and get a lot of that 
Well, Mike, I know uh, I know you got a lot of things to do. You got a, you got a break, a mut- a well deserved break. So I, I gotta send you off with the question about the off season. I know we said we weren't really gonna do it, but just a gut, just an instinct thing. You don't whatever you've seen, whatever you know, it doesn't even really matter. Do you think the Lakers lure a high priced free agent this off season after swinging and missing so many times? Well, uh, look. So I'll. My, I'll, I'll try to. I'll go somewhere in between a short and a long answer here. But you can the, go as long as you want. Thing, I just don't want to keep you longer longer than you. Oh have. no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're good, man. You're good. So I think that there was some criticism that the Lakers took for the last couple of summers over you know having free agent meetings and then that player you know deciding to go elsewhere. And what I what I said all the way through was, of course, you have to have those meetings. You have to you have to try to you know persuade players and, and go through all that, but you didn't have a young core of players in place that you could pair with whoever that player was coming in. So I don't know, whatever the pitch meeting was, and if you nail the business side of it, it always comes back to, well, wait, well, which guys am I going to play with? When are they going to be in their prime and how can we win? And now that is no longer the case. So I'm almost, whatever happened the last couple of years to me doesn't even matter, except for the point that I'll allow, which is now you have Magic Johnson in the room. And I do think that makes a difference. I don't care who you are. If, if you walk, if Magic Johnson walks past you, you know it. Uh, you immediately feel it. He will come up to you, find out what your name is, and then remember it the next time he sees you. Uh, and, and if he doesn't remember it, he, he, will, he will just find a way to make it seem like he does. Uh, with a, with a bad, he's just, he's, he really has this quality about him that's made him who he is uh, over the years. And so you add that, plus all the young talent, plus the space, and of course somebody's going to come. I don't know if it's going to be one guy this summer uh, one guy next summer. I don't know if it's going to be two now, two later. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, none for the next two years until these guys are closer. To, I don't. I don't know what it is. But at some point, of course, who doesn't want that chance to to have the title of you know of of number one guy on the Lakers with a bunch of the rest of the talent, with the brand new practice facility, with Magic and Palinka, with Luke Walton, while all players around the league um, love at least as far as I've seen. So it's such a, a unique situation now that the Lakers are going to be in these next couple of years. And, and I, I absolutely think that things will, will have turned because they have drafted so well uh, and found some guys late in addition to having those top couple of picks that they managed to avoid sending to Philly uh, over the last couple of years. So uh, in Phoenix before that, before they traded the pick to Philly. So yes, so that's, that's the longer version of it, but I, I do expect that's going to happen awesome. at some point very soon. That is some that is some wonderful optimism. I think we're all pretty pleased to hear it. Yes. Well, I'm not. I, I'm not even try, at least for, for as far as I go. That that to me isn't. I'm not trying to be optimistic. That's what I, I really think that's going to happen. I, I just mm-hmm. think that there's too there's too much um, talent and there's too much space that that talent can be. There's too much of a vacuum that that can come in. That it's to me that's just logical. Uh, like why why would there and, and there aren't that many other situations around the league at least looking for the, towards the next five years, right? Like Golden State and Houston are what they are with veterans right now. But I'm saying which one of these young cores, and maybe you look at a Philadelphia, right, or a, a Minnesota as having some really good young cores and, and have the chance maybe to pair some other veterans with it. But neither one of those places are the Lakers. You know, neither one of those places are Los Angeles. And that's when that I think that difference and that brand does make, uh, make a difference um, when you're trying to sell it. Mike Trudell, ladies and gentlemen, taking time to hop on Ball In, Ball Out. Thank you so much again for uh, for spending a few minutes with us. Thank you, Mike. Enjoy Disneyland. Okay, guys, my pleasure. Uh, thanks for the time. And, uh, Dan, go ahead and, and just maybe change that, that photo <laughs> for next time. Okay. Hey, my, yeah, uh, right. my Gmail photo is, is the Don Nelson belly pick. So I, I, which one? Okay, which better. Which yeah, direction? that'd be better. Okay, we'll go Don no, Nelson. Be better, yeah. It's a lateral yeah. move. This, All right, that, guys. That eye is, so much. That thanks, eye is winking. Thanks again, Mike. Okay, guys, see ya.
Well, that was awesome. Sweet uh, sweetheart. That Mike was Trudell. that was fun. Mike Trudell making time uh, late on All Star Weekend. He's got, it, was, it was kind of weird to be like I felt like we did to him what he does to other people. Like we all watched the All Star game, and then we're like, so we're here with Mike Trudell <laughs> at the end of the game, and like you know, blasting him with questions. Yeah, what he's Trudell, Trudell. No, but he was he was super nice. So, so nice, nice. Mike. So nice. Uh, you guys, like, I, you don't need me to like give his Twitter handle. Everybody that's listening to the show obviously already follows Mike Trudell. Uh, well, my mom listens to the show, and she she yeah, give, know it, who. give it to her. Give it to Alice Noble. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you want to follow Mike Trudell, you can do so in in a number of different ways. He is available on Twitter. He is the Lakers sideline reporter. He uh, is on ESPN LA seven ten in Los Angeles. Here, you can just follow him home. Uh, yeah, you can you can watch him with one giant weird eye, like I've done. Yeah, I have Sauron. Uh, he is at Lakers reporter on Twitter. Is the is the handle if you want to give him a follow? But I'm sure you guys already are. So another huge thank you to Mike Trudell for popping on. What what did you guys think about some of his thoughts on the future of the Lakers? I thought that was, I I I, I was inspiring. I'm happy. Yeah, I thought that, you know, I mean, we sort of toe the line a little bit, right? Like when we talk about, we're like, okay, here's the guys we want to see come. Here's guys that might come. He was more optimistic than I expected, which but is I, cool. I like too that he came at it from just a place of kind of logic, which is like, we are still the Lakers. We have Magic Johnson. We are one of the only teams with salary cap that it. Of the teams with a lot of salary cap space, we're the only ones that are currently in a decent to slash good position. All of the rest of them honestly don't want to sign a lot of people necessarily. They want to kind of bottom out some more. You know, I just felt like I, I, I felt like Mike wasn't pulling the wool over our eyes. I feel no. like for whatever reason, I just felt like I really believed the genuine comments that I already thought about the team, right. like that Luke creates a good locker room culture, yeah. Ingram, that Ingram hard. tries really hard, yeah. and that he has a bright future. It might be that, I mean, we didn't talk about Mike's fandom, but it did, it doesn't sound like he was a, a Lakers fan. No, we're definitely up. bigger homers than he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he works for the team. But it was it was just nice to see almost, it, it seemed like an objective perspective that yeah. we're in a good spot. Ooh, objective perspective. <laughs> That's, I might use that as the title to, for this episode. Uh, also, I want to check out that Josh Powell like hip hop. Yeah, that was really <laughs> unexpected. Josh Powell. Yeah, it was weird when Trudell said that he has one with Ivica Zubats as well, a hip hop based. Uh, <laughs> he did not say that. No, but. we made that up. Uh, I need to post the picture of my eye now on Twitter. I don't that, think anyone needs to see this eye. Yeah. I got, From what I've heard, it's going to hypnotize a lot of people into hopefully listening to a future <laughs> podcast. That's, that's my goal with that one. Uh, so, what a cool yeah. job! I want that job. I want you. So job. awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I I want I was gonna get it if we had more time maybe I will on the next one. You mentioned how important hotels were for team road trips, and I've always found that to be yeah you want to be close, true. you want to be close by. You want to be in good you want to be in good proximity to food. Yeah. Eater, you want to be at a place with really soft beds, nice yep. pillows, and like I, I've stayed in some. I mean, he's traveling with an NBA team, so like the worst hotel is probably still pretty nice. Traveling with a minor league baseball team, you you hit some real real duds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. We probably stayed in the same Holiday Inn Express in Delano, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. My favorite. My the my. Okay, so the worst hotel we stayed at with the Bakersfield Blaze was in uh, Hesperia. It was. It was <laughs> That's a not 6. even a real town. It was a Motel Six. Hesperia. It's near. Where is that? It's in the Apple Valley. So if, on the way to Vegas, most okay. most Los Angeles fans, Hesperia. if you take the fifteen out. It's Hesperia, Apple Valley. I think Trump had an affair with Hesperia. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the, only, it's the only team hotel we've ever stayed at that doesn't have little bottles of shampoo in it. It's just the tiny wafers of soap. And you have like, to like, 
you. Yeah, you have to like <laughs> rub the soap in your hair real hard and try to. You end up smelling like a like a senior citizen for a really yeah. long time. Um, and the area around that hotel wasn't great either. We also stayed at a uh, a oh was it a not a budget inn? It was it was something goofy in uh, it's a city like just south. Scabies in Scabies and now I'm uh, Lathrop is the name of the city. <laughs> These are all yeah. fake towns. Yeah, this is, is a real one, and it also I seems got, like very biblical, like right. Lathrop Lathrop yeah. Hesperia. La- Hesperia. I got bleach. go forth from Hesperia to Lathrop. I would suggest you guys, if you ever bleach anything of you yours, get crabs. Make sure you like rinse the bleach out because I got bleach poisoning at that oh team hotel because I slept in their sheets and used their towels, wow. and I guess the bleach didn't come out, so my whole body turned bright pink for like Jeez. three days. It was terrible. Um, so, yeah, I agree on that front, too. And then the Isaiah Thomas was another thing that I thought maybe if we had more time, I might pursue a bit further. But he made a good point. Yeah, it's like, what does who, it matter? Who cares? Yeah. We're, I mean... But I, he did I, get kicked out for fighting with Rashawn Rondo. I kind of feel like uh, Isaiah Thomas is our, like, if we strike out with everyone else, we'll be like, hey, because, I, I mean, who, who else is going to sign him for big money? He, maybe, like, the Sacramento Kings, I would say, but he was already there and they already got rid of him. Yeah, it's and a, they already have Rage on. Is, no, Rondo's on the on Pelicans. the Pelicans. Kings we definitely have, know uh, he's not going on the Pelicans. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that uh, little tussle? I was just like, it felt like like uh like old two old rappers being like, I still hate this guy, and you're like, yeah, no one cares. Like, yeah, it's from like it. the late '90s. It like, seemed like Rondo started a lot of it, didn't it? Yeah, it oh, felt it like if like Rondo. it felt like if like Ja Rule. <laughs> And like common were fight like you know like a, a beef. I thought DMX was going to work his way into that. I love DMX. How dare you? <laughs> so a, a small recap for the listeners if they didn't see the Pelicans yeah, game. Uh, it was Isaiah Thomas and Rajon Rondo, both formerly Celtics, and I think but not over no overlap though, right? No overlap, but I think that was the source of the beef. Right, it's like was Paul that Pierce related. Rajon Rondo won obviously a title with the Celtics, and then Isaiah Thomas was there a few years. And obviously played really well. And then the Celtics were going to have a video tribute for him on the same night that uh, oh, Paul, Paul Pierce's Pierce awareness night. Yeah. Exactly. Jersey was going to get retired. And I guess Rajon Rondo took exception to that and just like wanted to throw him a bunch of elbows during the Pelicans. Get out of here, game. Rondo. Also, yeah. when are they, re- they going to retire uh, Paul Pierce's wheelchair that he both <laughs> <laughs> did an injury on and then came back out. Yeah, I made some I made some snide remarks about Paul Pierce on uh, on Twitter. I do not week. care for Paul Pierce. Yeah, uh, LA just... native. What do you guys? Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. As my as my late grandfather would so, say. Yeah. Fair. 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 <laughs> That's all I got. Fair Paul indeed. Pierce. Um, but yeah, I guess like Isaiah doesn't necessarily need to factor into our plans, which is once again like something we kind of thought, but it's interesting to hear that. F- on like the front line of the Lakers organization, there yeah, like, the key part there was financial flexibility. The other yeah. stuff was all just like whatever. Yeah, it's like if it works out, great, and if it doesn't work out, fine. So for we wanted to spend a, a few minutes talking about the rest of the season. Obviously, we've hit this artificial halfway point that yeah. we're, we're well, which we're is definitely the half, like a yeah. three quarter way point. <laughs> um, and what what's going to happen this these last twenty or whatever thirty games of the season? I think, for me, the big question mark is the defense. I mean, that's been kind of the storyline the whole season. We started off strong, uh, and we were playing good defense. Then we went to a big lull. Then we started playing well again defensively, Started had a really nice winning streak. And now we have Isaiah Thomas, who is, <laughs> is great at defense. such 
a liability on defense. And we've lost the last three games yeah. now that he's on the team. And I think, you know, our record in this last stretch is going to be defined whether, you know, how, how much are we going to come def- come together defensively with him on the team? I'm, I'm not as worried about it as everybody else because uh, we gave up a buck 39 to the Pels and Isaiah didn't even play in that game. That's true. So, right. It's not, it's not really been yeah. his fault. It's like been Correct. a collective weird. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, he's just the focus because it's on the floor of do, my mind. But think, I think it's just defensively in general how we're going to finish off Do you this think season. part of that, though, was kind of, or maybe this is what you were going to say, but maybe like looking ahead to the all-star break yeah. and that kind of like. Yeah. The, 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 the Pels game in particular. The Mavs game, I thought actually the defense fell apart because the offense was going so well. It seemed like they were uh, like, oh, this is easy. So then they were just like, we'll just get up and down the floor. And then the Mavs made two good defensive plays. And so they won the ball game. Right. Uh, the Pels game felt like. How close are we to the All Star break? And the Wolves yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, the Wolves, I thought they actually played pretty tough. They played in that hard game. in that game. At least they their defense though wasn't that good. Also no, no. though, and and I guess this is kind of my look ahead thing too. But I'm, I feel like Lonzo, to to me, still the biggest surprise of the Lonzo Ball experience is that he's like a really good defender and yeah. like a really good team defender. And uh, I do think we'll get better. When he comes back on defense, I'm also excited to see him play with Isaiah offensively. Me too. I think that's that's kind of the main thing that I'm looking ahead to, and my kind of like semi bold prediction, which might not be bold, is I think I think Lonzo's going to play at like an All Star level the rest of this season. Like mm. I think I think he was showing signs of it. He was showing he signs. He was showing signs of really improving, and I do think, and I've heard him kind of talk about it in quotes of. of getting this kind of unique perspective on sitting on the bench and watching the game. And I don't know. I just feel like a weird thing is going to happen where it's going to suddenly be like, oh, a thing clicked for him where he got over the confidence thing. He knows he belongs. And now he's kind of seen the team function from the from a bird's eye view. And I just, for some reason, I have a feeling he's going to be like, you know, if the season started now, he'd be like an all-star level. I, I do think it's been a great thing that he's been out for the last yeah. whatever, four four weeks. It's just let everything cool down a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's <laughs> not. And his dad didn't stop talking, but <laughs> but he's at least talking from like a very different time zone. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to listen as closely to him. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it is cool to to be able to sit back and watch. And this is a totally this is the worst example ever, but I'm going to use it anyway. Uh, I actually really like watching people play video games, and so this is like the farthest oh, you, thing you from and the like truth. every kid on YouTube. That's what they do, right? Uh, to me, I can actually sort of parse the game by watching someone else play it, and I think that's what their experience. I could never claim to have any kind of ability to do that when a sporting event because I'm terrible at sports, except for like maybe golf. And watching somebody else play golf just makes me angrier that I'm not that. You good don't watch at it. Eric play golf. Eric's great at golf. That's well, what now I'm that saying. I, yeah. Now that I've gotten lessons, oh, right. it's, it's, yeah. it's a <laughs> show. Are you worse than me now or still better than me? I'm still better than you. Okay, good. <laughs> good, because yeah, if we, not, it's over for you. We were going to have a golf team in high school, but they wouldn't let us start it because Eric would have had to quit baseball. I think that was like... <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't even good at baseball, so I don't even know what they were thinking. <laughs> Eric Walters needed his baseball team. Uh, no, I mean, so that's the closest thing I can claim, which is sometimes by watching something, you're able to sort of slow it down. And instead right. of being like in it, you can see all the little pieces as they come together from the sideline. But to your other point, Lonzo was looking like he was getting over the confidence thing before the yeah. injury set. Yeah. He was starting to take shots without that hesitation. 
And the ugliness of it was still there, but it was starting to go in. Yeah. And he was taking better shots, and he was finishing at the rim a little yeah. bit better. Uh, and the defense and the rebounding were still there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know about all-star level for me in terms of prediction, but I, I like Lonzo. I, people people gave up on him really fast this year. Well, and people are done. And he's so young, and he had played like 15 games. He's going to be good. We're on the Lonzo train here. Whatever. The- a lot of trains here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on most trains. Yeah. Uh, Eric took a train to Irun once. <laughs> Eric got on a wrong train and it's went for to another a podcast, fictitious Eli. town in Spain. <laughs> for another, I went to Hesperia. <laughs> Hesperia. <laughs> uh, what was I? I now I'm now I'm just even totally lost. What I was going to say. Yeah, Hesperia uh, blew your brain. Well, one, yeah, really one other thing, just back to Alonso for one second. You'll remember what you have to say. Uh, also, the only thing you can do with a knee injury, which I've been seeing him do, is shoot all the time, and his. I've just been watching because I'm a loser, like him shoot threes, and he's been like sinking all of them. And I was like, that's probably the best thing for him right now is to be like, I'm going to just shoot all of the time in practice. Like, that's the only thing I can do. Hmm. So that's what I'm going to do. So anyway, I, yeah, I'm just, the shot's going to be there. The The one thing that is, I remember what I was going to say, the one thing that's just going to take him to that all-star level is finishing at the rim. Yeah, yeah. it's a big one. Uh, because that's going to open up his outside game as well and open up more right. passing lanes. Whatever the Lakers did with Brandon Ingram to get stronger and to learn how to like sustain his body and to yeah. bounce off defenders, they need to just use duplicate that with, with I think Lonzo. it'll be easier totally. with Lonzo too because he's already a little bit stronger than Ingram. Ingram yeah. was like a waif last year. You could blow that dude over. At least Lonzo's got a little bit of bulk on him already. Yeah. I would love but, to know what, like, Extra, what drills they did with Ingram? I feel like a lot of Express commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we talk about that Express commercial? We can talk about whatever we want. It why? The- why are they playing in suits? Well, <laughs> does Express have suits? Yeah. Well, uh, is it Express? Are we sure that's what we watched? Ex- Express Men. Express yeah, Men. No. I mean, I think I didn't even know fa- Express actually, still was around. To me, the fact that they're playing in suits is the only thing about that ad that makes sense. <laughs> because <laughs> if you're trying to hawk suits. You want the guys in suits, right? Yeah, but you never play basketball in a suit. Well, you don't know that. Yeah, maybe you do. That's a very dignified team. The gentlemen. <laughs> the Los Angeles gentlemen. No, but more perplexing to me is the people that are in those suits are the strangest array. We, we yeah, were trying to figure out. It's team. Brandon Ingram who actually makes the most sense, I would say. Yeah, top top draft. Well, not number one, but... But uh, like a recognizable person pick. on a recognizable There's team. Denzel Valentine. Denzel Valentine, who, who no one knows. Who's like an eighth man on the Chicago. Who, who likes decent basketball. They, I like Denzel Valentine. Yeah. They got because they, he probably confused people because he looks like Ben Simmons. <laughs> very right. In a quick glance. Right. They're like, are you Ben Simmons? He's like, yeah. He's Jamal, like, I thought you were Australian. He's like, crikey. Yeah. <laughs> Jamal Murray's not bad. He's oh, Jamal Murray's... But they're like all kind of... John Collins is a weird choice. I just think it's also funny. Yeah, exactly. John Collins is a very weird, weird choice. But it's funny because Express is like, clearly Express is like, we're trying to get in the suit game. Like, we're a whole new Express. But like, so, <laughs> how much do you think a player, how much do you think those guys got for being in a commercial like that? Each? I have no yeah. idea. Each. Oh, you're, yeah, you've got the best ability <laughs> I just, to guess. I, from I any can't of even fathom. Fit, fitty? Like, if you told me $50, like, if you told me. I have no concept of how much you my would earn. guess, my guess based on nothing, <laughs> is that that commercial they were like we have a budget of two hundred and fifty thousand, so we're gonna give fifty to each of those people, five guys, and then <laughs> we'll have fifty That's left over. Good, good for them. That's a good day to part. make the, to make the actual I, spot. I, I have no. It's probably like and 20. A, it's probably twenty and a free suit and a free suit. 
All right, so starting no, after the break. Give back the seat. Dan, don't take away. I got, <laughs> take us I away got, from this conversation. I got, I got, coming I back say. after the break. Coming, yeah. What is this express? <laughs> uh, Lakers host the Mavericks on Friday. Mavericks. A chance to Oh, by the way, one thing defense. Trudell was definitely wrong about is his favorite NBA Jam team. The correct answer to that is uh, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Mm. That is the correct answer. <laughs> I always kind of like the Orlando Magic, too. Yeah, who is that? That was... Uh, well, the pre-Shaq or no Shaq in the arcade game you could play as Shaq in the right. Genesis version. He wasn't in it. He wasn't. I in think it. it was a it was players' Penny association. Hard- it was Penny yeah. Hardaway and, and Nick Anderson. I think right, just like on the in the arcade version, you could play Jordan, but not in right. the in the game. And that was, was a problem Pippen for a lot of coach. video games, by the way. Yeah, Jordan was impossible. To it was lose. before they got everybody under the. But same actually, morning, umbrella. morning, and Larry Johnson is kind of like a stealthy pick. It's a good one. It's That's a good tight. pick. Phoenix was pretty good too in that. Yeah, one, Phoenix right? was good. I think it was KJ and Chambers, right? Something like that. Or Barkley. Yeah, Barclay. Chuck, I think Chuckster. You, you could rotate in the arcade game. You could rotate through like three right. or four guys. Um, Dan Majarly. Oh, Thunder Dan. <laughs> Old Thunder Dan. That's a, that's a sweet nickname. <laughs> I'd like to appropriate it. Uh, Lakers host the Mavericks on Friday, and Lakers are in Sacramento on Saturday. Okay, back to we back, have to. Right w- out of the break. If we have any shot of the eighth seed, which <laughs> I'm tips. hoping right. desperately so I, so I don't have to audition for the voice in Frosted Tips. Uh, <laughs> We have to beat those teams. We have to. We also had to beat the Pelicans and the Mavericks before the All-Star break. We yeah, did, but the Pels we, are like... We needed to beat the Mavericks. Yeah, I agree with that one. Pels and Wolves well, are going to be They're better than but us. the Pels are who we're fighting for. Yeah, that's... Fighting yeah, with that's for, for the last spot. I still think we can get the Clippers. That's still who I'm eyeing to fall apart. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because us, we like to, yeah, say that the Clippers... Uh, the Lakers are obviously the team of L.A., but I, I, we thought when Blake left that the, the Clippers were going to suck, and now they don't. It's just well, really upsetting that they might be still better than they us. They play really hard without yeah, Blake Griffin. That's the key. They, I know, but then that there should be no reason that we don't play as hard and are a lot better than them. right. But they're they're, they're veteran deep now. Yeah, they got rid of a guy on their team. Now Blake is electrifying, but he didn't play any defense. He yeah. was a defensive liability on that team. They got a couple of guys back who are better at defense. Patrick Beverly, though, hasn't come back, right? No, he has not. No. But now they've got... Uh, Avery Bradley's forgotten how to shoot, but he's a good defender. Tobias Harris can shoot and is a he's good defender. He's good. I like Tobias Harris. They got... Uh, the bunch of their other guys have come back Danilo. from injury. Danilo. Uh, Danilo's come oh, back Danilo. from injury. Austin Rivers is back from injury. Tia Dosich back. Yeah, he's they got back healthy. from filming, taking four. <laughs> Tia Dosich. <laughs> Yes, it, you're not get away with this, Leonisa. Taken on a train, yeah. Uh, but it to play hard going into the All Star break, you can steal a few wins pretty. Quickly. That's true. We should have been stealing those wins. They beat Boston. That's a team the Clippers are not better than. Yeah, in like actual basketball ability, but they caught look, them with their pants down. Look, I'm I'm already gearing up for frosting the tips, guys. <laughs> you know what's really gonna screw you, and it's not the Pelicans; it's the Utah Jazz. Yeah, there's like no prayer. Unless Rudy Gobert misses another month and a half. But the good news is, if the Utah Jazz make the playoffs, I'll be able to pay for my frosted tips <laughs> with, with the money Donovan I'm going to make from the Donovan Mitchell Rookie of the Year. He's candidacy. got a shot, man. So tight. Dunk contest winner. I was, throw I was rooting for him because I was like, ooh, this all increases like name recognition. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. he's really tight. He's cool. Yes. I like that. He's like, awesome. He's going to be super good. I like he's he's already, Dwayne Wade. He's already he seems really like good. Dwayne Wade to me. That's my comp. Huh. I'll yeah. think about that. Maybe young, a higher young, flyer. Young Dwayne Wade. 
Like a little smaller, but jumps a little higher. But like built, like strong, yeah, like man's strong. body, like long I like, arms. I like that he dropped the Vince Carter point to the heavens after the Vince Carter jam too. He did the whole even routine. though not his not his best jam. No, it's not. Well, he had some nice dunks, but we'll, we'll be miffed on Larry Nance's behalf. Yeah, maybe yeah. that should be our our. Okay, so let's talk about. Let's talk about what we expect from the Lakers from now to the end of the season. Then let's talk about Larry Nance. I want okay, to finish great. on that one. Uh, what do we? Okay, I mean, I sort of said the question already. But <laughs> what do we think the Lakers can accomplish the rest of the way? We they're sitting at twenty three and thirty four, so they're fifty seven games in. It really is uh, twenty five games left, so it really is like just past the the two thirds mark. Uh, over the last twenty five, what do we think they can do? I say we go five hundred. I say we finish with about 35 wins, which is a little bit more than what we predicted. I need that. Predicted. Get that un- get the over, baby. They're over the over under is 34 and a half. I'm saying 35. Wow. That's uh, music to my ears cuz I I have the over. <laughs> Basically, so that would be all we, about my We gambling. need to go 500 to finish off. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. The schedule is pretty fair for the Lakers the yeah, rest of the way. Yeah, cuz we had that brutal stretch. Yeah. Uh the teams it's a, it's a pretty good mixture of of good and bad. You know, you got some Jazzes in there, you got some Wolves games in there, you got some Spurses. Uh <laughs> and then you've got like the the clunkers. You got a few games with the Kings. There's a Hawks game in there. Ooh, very that's winnable. Good. Yeah, that's a that's Well, also, a you, you got to figure all of those teams are going to start tanking very mm-hmm. soon, too. So then you can start picking them off, and as a bad-ish, right. eh, not bad. We talked about this last time. We've we've graduated from the bad group to be, like, the last team. Yeah, in we're the, middle of the road. The middle group. Uh, but we're middle of the road with upside as opposed to, like, middle of the road with going nowhere. And no reason to lose. Nothing to lose. That's the real beauty of the Lakers, picking off some wins down the stretch. There's no reason to tank. Yeah. I'm really excited to just see our young guys develop because, you know, and I think Mike Trudell talked about this too, is like Isaiah's probably not going to be on this team. Brooke Lopez, probably not going to be on this team. Caldwell Pope, probably not going to be on this team. But Kuzma, uh, Ingram, Lonzo, Josh Hart, probably Julius Randle, it looks like at this point. Like, we just... Zubats, the best center in the league, based on one game. <laughs> Zubats. I taught my kid how to say zoo during that game. Perfect. Oh, Ash- perfect training for going to the zoo. That's which right. Today. Which we did go to the zoo. It was but double, I, double bonus. Also, I'd like to see some Thomas Bryant minutes. I would ah. much rather see Thomas Bryant minutes than, than zoo minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. But don't you think that's the front court of the future? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But I'm how not weird, in on zoo. How weird was it that like Isaiah Thomas and Ivica Zubats somehow like they had like chemistry. incredible shorthand as teammates? Just like nothing in common. One guy's like five seven. One guy's seven two. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like the best combo was awesome. I've ever seen. It was a great pick and roll. Yeah, it was great. That should be the the next express commercial featuring yeah, Zoo too. Zoo and I or the next like buddy comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Eli get to writing. Yeah, Kevin Hart as <laughs> Isaiah <laughs> Thomas and George Murasan <laughs> <laughs> as if he's a Zubat. There's Makes no one in critically works. acclaimed comeback. Uh, all right. Well, well, Eli, what do you think? Lakers got him at twelve and thirteen or thirteen and twelve. Doesn't matter to you either way. Oh me? What yeah. do I think? I think they're going to be better than that. I think they're going to go about fifteen and ten or whatever if they have twenty five games. I think they're going to be about 15 and 10. I think we're going to finish the year strong because there's no reason for us not to. What's your number, Dan? Yeah, logically, that makes a lot of sense. Um, (laughs) I'm a little worried that the young guys are going to run out of steam. And I know that's sort of like they should be able to play hard. They should have something to go for. Uh, I think it's going to be more like 
11 and 14 ish kind of thing okay. Ooh, which is okay. still not bad okay. no but and it, but it's it about on par a, for the course yeah it puts them on a similar pace you'll have these ups and your downs they're a lot better at home than they are on the road uh and i think i think that'll continue so i think you see this team finish at about like 33 which was the projection whatever will the opposite of that number. will lavar ball say something Completely idiotic between now and the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I think the over under on that has to be at like one th- and a half. Do you of just think? A half. Do you think he's a two things? Uh, do you think he's a harmless like Krusty the Clown clown or a harmful like it clown? I think based on what you were saying, like in terms of the free agency and attracting a player, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that before. But I think if he's going to be harmful, that could be a primary way that he yeah. could be harmful. Is like. I don't want to go to this the Lakers with this like clown right. show going on. Right. If I'm LeBron, it's yeah. like, why am I dealing with? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, LeBron had a quote from All Star Weekend Ooh. that I think I'm going to throw out there. It has nothing to do with Levar Ball. Oh, uh, but the quote is, and I read to quote the, quote the great ladies man Leon Phelps. Uh, I'm not shutting up <clears throat> and dribbling. That's uh, yeah. Beyond the shutting up and dribbling thing. When you look back on this weekend, he was asked, what will, you, what will stand out most to you about L.A. All-Star Weekend? LeBron's answer, I think L.A. is a perfect place to host All-Star Weekend. It's one of the few cities that we have in our league that can accommodate all of this. And when I mean all of this, you have over 200-plus countries that's covering the game. You've got so many people from all over the world coming to watch our game and just be a part of All-Star Weekend. And we know the traffic, but we understand that. But traffic is traffic, and L.A. can accommodate that. It's built for stars. It's built for entertainment. It's built for cameras and bright lights. It's a great place for it. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. I know my family did. So it was a great weekend. Damn. And, end quote. First of all, I just love your reading of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. It was very I'm sure he said reading. it faster than I did. Uh, but that is all so, very good news. I'm, yeah, I'm less concerned about LeVar Ball. Yeah, this is, what, this is what I'm saying. I think he's I think he's moved into more harmless than harmful because I think he's gone like he jumped the clown ship, so to speak. Right. He just said so many dumb things that people were like, all right. Yeah, he went to the Black Sea. <laughs> yeah, we flew his ass to Eastern Europe and nobody cares anymore. Um, Larry Nance. Last thing, right? And this this was probably not a, a deep dive. We just all felt like he probably should have won the dunk contest. Yeah, the be- I think they need to change the judge the judging a little bit because like you f- don't think DJ College yeah, should have the, the Ma- whole final say on Ma- who wins the dunk you know, contest. As someone, Mark as someone who's worked with DJ College before, okay, do, should I tell the DJ College story? On probably not. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Maybe for, for your minute. Uh, <laughs> for later. Uh, but uh, we'll I, wait until an episode that's not like really good. We, yeah, <laughs> and then we'll drop it in. I there. think they should do like a rolling judging thing where you basically. And it, this is not actually even my idea. I saw this somewhere else, and I was like, "Oh, that makes total sense." Where it's like, basically, it's like you power rank them in order as they go. So I go like, "Oh, okay." I saw Victor Oladipo go. He was good. No, he's number one because he goes. Oh, Dennis Smith went. Well, he was better than Victor Oladipo, so he's now one, and Victor Oladipo's two. Then I saw Larry Nance. Oh, that's he's he's the top. Yeah, that like, makes a lot more sense. It makes a lot more sense because you get ten early. Yeah, right, exactly. And yes, and DJ Khaled is not qualified. <laughs> I want to see him dribble a basketball. I want to uh, see him shut up and dribble. The double tap dunk was it's the best dunk. Sweet. Really tight. Very cool. And wow. I love like I didn't I didn't react when I first saw it because it just it was hard to like, see. Yeah, it was hard to see, but it was so cool on replay. Very yeah. cool. 
All right. We love you, Larry. We love you, Larry. Even, miss even you. Keep, miss you. Chin strap. Keep that chin strap. Oh, you know what we didn't really talk about? I mean, we hinted at it with Mike Trudell, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't exit the podcast without talking a little bit more about our national anthem. <laughs> you mean the best, worst national anthem in the history of mankind? Yeah. A couple of, I mean, I Fergie. felt I felt fully uncomfortable during that national anthem. I felt slightly violated. And I'm not not on the patriotic side. On the like, did somebody take my? Well, I think I think we're actually, (laughs) (laughs) I think we're actually like a good representation of like three different takeaways. Like your takeaway was like abject horror. (laughs) Yes, I felt like I was being uh, like inappropriately dealt with. Yeah, you were like scarred. Like you may have therapy. My takeaway was kind of like delight delighted, (laughs) but like this is probably one of the worst thing. And like I know. Like, I know how this happened, and it's so terrible, and I feel bad for her, but also not bad at all. But mostly, I, like, enjoyed it in a cringy way. And Eric... I was just like, oh, she has a really good voice. (laughs) She's really going for it. That was my take. You really, like, loved her moxie. I loved it. Yeah. She just went for it. (laughs) Go get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think to really come full circle, Eli, you should take us out with a Stu Lance, like, jazz version oh my god of the anthem <laughs> i don't even know how that's done but. i don't even know how that's done too. no well how about Ooh. this i was gonna say you can prepare that for the next episode of ball and ball out that's our tease no i want to see right now <laughs> oh you want all right eli you're on the spot screw it oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail by the twilight's last gleaming ladies and gentlemen one more uh, huge, by the way, huge thank you to Mike Trudell for yes. coming on the pod with us. What, what? Uh, at Lakers Reporter on Twitter, I am at Dan Bespris. The gentleman to my left is at Eli Bauman. The gentleman straight across from me is not on social media. Screw you. He's a doctor, though, so <laughs> you'll have to live with that. This is Ball in Ball out of Hoopball presentation back at you in a couple of days. Hope you enjoyed the All-Star break. We certainly did. Talk to you soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.